If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Got a special interview episode for you all today with Jeff Hiller. Jeff is one of the actors who stars in Somebody Somewhere on HBO. He stars as Joel alongside of Bridget Everett, who's amazing. This series is phenomenal. It just wrapped up its second season this week. So if you haven't watched it, I highly encourage you to go binge the first two seasons. There's not many episodes. They're half-hour episodes. And it's like sweet and funny and dramatic and all of the good things. I can't recommend it enough. So if you have watched it, we get into the season finale and we talk about a potential season three where you'd like to see it go. We also break down one of my favorite scenes of the whole year this bathroom scene, which is so hysterical. And if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about, but we get into that. And uh, this is, of course, a little breather from all of our Bravo programming here on Everything Iconic, but we do get into a little housewife stuff because Jeff also starred in a show on Hulu, Hulu, I was going to say Hulu, it sounds fancier. Uh, he starred on this show on Hulu called Hot Wives. It was Hot Wives of Orlando and Hot Wives of Vegas, which was a parody series parodying the real housewives. It was created by Danielle Schneider, of course, of Bitch Sesh, who we love. Uh, that's a housewives podcast. If you've never listened to it. It's fantastic. And she co-hosts it with Casey Wilson, who also starred in House Hot Wives on Hulu. And so we get into a little bit of that. And then we mostly just talk about, uh, we talk about somebody somewhere on HBO because it's just the best show. It's the best show. So as always, I put these interviews up on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino. And then number one, you can find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And hopefully we're going to be getting a season three of somebody somewhere because it wrapped up and I need more episodes. So anyway, I hope you enjoy this chat with the wonderful Jeff Hiller. And I will leave you with this and we'll be back later this week with recaps of our Vanderpump Rules. The scandal is still happening. It's ongoing. And so we got lots to talk about. So... Jeff, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. I've been talking about the show because I love it so, so much. And I didn't realize we share a publicist and a manager, Brittany. We love them all. But they both reached out and they were like, they were like, we heard you talking about this. You need to have Jeff on your show. And I was like, I'd love to because I just think it's the most beautiful show. And it's just wrapping up its second season. Um, I want to kind of start from the beginning. Did you know uh, Bridget Everett, who also stars in this? Did you know her before uh, the show started? I, I did. I um, I mean, I, I we knew each other, but I wouldn't say we were like. I don't think I had her number in my phone, but we knew each other. Yeah, right. 
Right. And did you respond to the script, like the pilot script as soon as you got it? Or how did you feel when you first read it? I mean, like realty, I, I would have auditioned for anything. <laughs> it's not like I was like, does this appeal to me? You know, <laughs> I was definitely in a place where it was like any audition. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, but then when I read the script, I was like, Oh my God, this is actually really, really good. I really, really like to be in this. This would be really, really good. And I also felt like, Oh my God, I could actually play this. And um, I mean, I, I also was like, it'll never go. <laughs> you know? Well, it's sort of surprising to me because, and I, I hope um this isn't the wrong wording or anything, but it's, it's a bit of a, um, a different show. It's not as flashy as I think something like succession, which also airs on the same night on HBO. Right. But it's so beautiful. And the thing that I find when I talk about it on this show or on social media or whatever, it's that the fans have such an intensity of love for it, perhaps <laughs> because it's got a little bit of an underdog nature. Are you finding that with the fans? They just have this deep connection to it. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, like, I'm sure Pedro Pascal can't walk down the street. I can walk down the street, but two people will passionately tell me how much they love the show. <laughs> so we're like, um, did you ever see um, that show, uh, title of show on Broadway? Where yeah, they, have that, yeah. they have this song called, I'd rather be nine people's favorite thing than a thousand people's ninth favorite thing. And we're nine people's favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, well, those nine people, we fucking love it. <laughs> and, and I'm counted in there. Um, how do you, uh, feel about the way that the season wrapped up? I know this is going to air after the finale airs. How did you feel about this story close? I thought they did it, um, really well, um, because I like that the show, I I love that Joel and Sam are back together, obviously, but I like that they still made it a little prickly. Like you, you can't you can't go back to that codependent relationship that they were in once one of you was dating somebody. And I think they, they made Sam grow and change, but they also allowed her to have that little, like, I just want a little long time right now, you know? (laughs) And uh, I think that that's really smart. And unlike most shows would do, I think. Yeah. Were you nervous about the friendship breakup that happened during the season? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, I was worried. I was even worried, like, because Bridget is such a good actor, but she's always telling people I'm not a good actor, or like I'm I'm just a regionally recognized <laughs> cabaret star or whatever. And she's so good that when you're in a scene with her and she's yelling at you, there was a little part of me that was like, "Is this real? Does she really? <laughs> does she really hate me?" Um, and also, you know, Joel, Joel did lie to her. And and I was a little worried about that too. I mean, I completely understood why he did it, but um, yeah, I was a little worried. I want to know where you stand. Do you feel like he was right to hide that information from her? Did you understand it? What do you think? Yeah, I felt, I understand it completely. I mean, she literally says no new people. (laughs) And, uh, and here he wants to introduce this person that they, they gave them diarrhea that they made fun of together <laughs> that um, that is, you know, aiming to sort of take her place because right now they're sort of in this platonic love story. And um, uh, so I get why he wouldn't tell her, but I also, I'm old enough now to know, like, 
you got to be upfront with crap like that. <laughs> Otherwise you, you'll, you'll hurt people. And I, I, I understand why she would be hurt by that too. Okay. You brought up the diarrhea scene, which was <laughs> truly the funniest thing. My boyfriend, um, he came in the room while I was watching that scene oh God. and he like really loves toilet humor. Like he's a very much a child in that way of like, if somebody farts on TV or something, he's like loving it. Good so he happened to walk. I know I, and I appreciate it too, but like, I, yeah, I think there's some people who are maybe turned off by that kind of stuff, but oh, we all yeah. laugh. Everybody, what's the saying? Everybody poops. Um, but he came in just at that time and he just had like these this guttural laugh watching that scene. It's so fucking funny. It's you and the Sam character talking on the phone and it's, it's weirdly like sweet and relatable, but then also, um, yeah, there's like explosive diarrhea happening. So forgive listeners. Um, if this is gross to you, I'll turn this off now, but I really want to like break down that scene. So was there sound effects while you were filming it or did they add them in post? They added them in post and I, like before that, they were like, wow, you're really brave for doing this. And there was like an intimacy coordinator there. And like, and I was like, please, this is nothing. But then when I did see the sound, see it with the sound effects, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is very vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, probably like, more so than a sex scene or anything. I mean, it's, oh, way more, yeah. <laughs> way more than a sex scene. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, you must have watched Sex in the City. Did you yeah, watch Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that Oprah episode where the four women were on at the, the series finale pre-movies and they asked each one what was like the most vulnerable thing or the most like scary thing they did? And SJP said the the one episode where she farted. <laughs> <laughs> she farts like, in front of Big. Yeah. She farts in front of Big. And I was like, when I saw that show and or sorry when i saw that episode with me just like <laughs> destroying a toilet i was like oh sarah jessica this is gonna ruin you <laughs> if you thought that one little toot was bad <laughs> oh it was so good were you on the phone with bridget while you're actually doing it like when you're filming your side of it yes so they they gave me a little earpiece and she talked to me like from a basement or something like that like um and then i did the same at, at on the set, which where her house is. And, and we were able to sort of improvise and then they could just use like the improvised parts, you know, just like my recorded voice from the, the phone, if blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it was, um, I thought that was smart. That we did. Don't say blah, 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 because I am so into these nitty gritty details of the scene because it was just so good. Um, wait, do I have any other uh, diary questions? <laughs> I do want to say though, you mentioned the Oprah sex in the city thing. And I, Tina Turner recently passed and I ended up in a YouTube spiral, like watching old Oprah episodes. And there's, of course, so many times where Tina was on. And yes. uh, I just missed And when that. Oprah wore that wig, remember when oh. she did that phase where she wore that wig? <laughs> yes, Jeff, she wore it everywhere. She wore it everywhere, just kept wearing it. I think she, she was said, like, Stedman told me I'm not allowed to wear this wig anymore. <laughs> Stedman finally made her stop wearing it. There is also a time where uh, Cher and Tina were both on together. Um, with Oprah, I think they were doing maybe like a Vegas tour or something. I don't remember what it was, but it was so, it's just like, the, that was the best show. I mean, you, I miss it so terribly. Me too. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't think I have any more of the pooping questions, but I did just think that was just the best scene. And, and also I think what is so great about your show is just that it, it's able to sort of flawlessly mix these things that 
I don't know. It's a very, uh, it's a tightrope balance of being able to have a scene like that and then have these like such emotional scenes or things dealing with grief. And in the, in the finale of, of season two, it's, it opens with the funeral and ends with the sweating. And it's just, so you have these beautiful life um, milestones. And, and I think that real life stuff is really funny and, and true. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I'd love to be in a show where we're flying in helicopters to our mansions, but um, I think there's some, some variety. That's nice. <laughs> where are you from? Texas. Okay. Where are you from? I'm from Ohio and I don't know. I just spiritually feel like this is very, it's got an Ohio vibe. I know (laughs) it just feels that that middle, that middle part of the country. (laughs) Yeah. And I like it. Um, You also got a love, a love interest this season, which we mentioned. Um, What was it like working with Tim, who was your uh, boyfriend by the end of the season? Right. So great. I mean, so great. Everybody knows Tim Bagley. Like, when you see him, you're like, Oh my God, I know him from this. I know him from that. I know, you know, he's been in everything. And, um, he just really fits in with the off camera vibe as well as the on camera vibe. Um, and it was, it was wonderfully, uh, you know, we became friends. He's great. You did mention like kind of improvising in that scene over the phone. Is, is there a lot of improvisation because the dialogue also feels very grounded and naturalistic. Yeah, I mean, we improvise, but we don't we don't like go wild. You know, it's it's like you you take, and especially in season two, like we 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 were we know our characters well enough that we could sort of you know use things that we had discovered in season one, and and basically it's just like changing the words so that they fit in your mouth a little bit better, right? You know, I always say it's like, we're not like, I think when you hear improv, you think like 40 year old virgin or something like that. And it, and it wasn't improv like that. It was more improv, like trying to make it, you know, like how you would act with your friends. Cause it's all about trying to make it seem really real. Right. Um, what's happening with season three? Like, where are we at there? Like, do I need to write a letter or something or Annie, are we... get out your pen and paper? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Do we, have we heard anything? Nothing yet. No, okay. but there's lots of hope. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe because the writer's strike, they're not allowed to do that. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm making yeah. that up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we will be demanding it. We will contact our reps about this if needed. Um, yeah. But where do you see, or where would you like to see Joel go next season? You know, I mean, I, he has that in, in season one, he had that vision board of all these different things that he wanted in his life. And I just love that he is going for it. Like he was very proactive in finding uh, Brad, his boyfriend. And I, I just hope he continues to do that. I hope he gets that Vitamix and the double oven yeah. <laughs> and whatever, maybe a dog. <laughs> and what about him and Sam? I, there is a little hint of kind of, ambiguousness even though they are together by the end of season two do you imagine their relationship getting stronger do you imagine it it sort of drifting apart more or what would you like to see i mean i'm not in the writer's room bridget is i'm not my hope is that they define a new type of relationship because i actually think that like while it was this beautiful honeymoon that they had at the beginning of season two it was also a little unhealthy you know it was it was 
they were so close that it was at the exclusion of all these other people. And I hope that they can continue their really close friendship and the, and the, and the beauty that they have with each other, but also can maybe be, I don't know, have a community instead of just, just each other. Right. It really feels to me like the world keeps getting built out more and getting to know some of these other characters that are introduced. I, I don't know. I, I love that aspect of it too. I often think of like something like the Simpsons, which starts so insular with this family and then it just keeps building and building and building. It's like, I want to, I want us to be on season 10 of this show and just getting to know like other towns. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my dream. Um, if this was the end, do you, would you be satisfied with the, the way it wraps or no, I wouldn't be. But, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah. satisfied at all with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's a great season, but sure. it's not It's not a serious finale, in my humble opinion. No. We got to take a quick break here. We'll be back with much more. And I also want to thank Acast, and we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet. And that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crew neck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. There's this lightning bolt thing, and perhaps I missed something, but is the lightning bolt stuff significant? And I just like totally am being stupid and missed it somehow. But I noticed like on the set, there's in Sam's house, there's a lightning bolt. She wears the lightning bolt necklace. Like, is there some sort of thing there? Well, the, um, and it is subtle. It's not like, uh, explicitly said but um this the necklace was given to her by her sister holly who died so i think the idea is that because that's also holly's house that she lives in so i think the idea is that the lightning bolt was something specific to holly and and so it's her connection that's why after she finds out about holly in episode five she's like struggling to take off of her off off her necklace because she's not as connected uh, I don't know if you're a Bravo watcher, but there's it's a scandal ball. It's a scandal, a scandal and there's like a lightning bolt part of the scandal. And I didn't, I didn't really like pay too much attention to the lightning of it all until the scandal all happened. And then I was like, Oh fuck. Um, now all I'm seeing is lightning bolts everywhere. And I, I felt like I was crazy. What do you watch on TV? Do you watch any of the like, uh, reality TV or like, what are you into? I mean, I'm a, I'm a drag race head. I watch, so much drag race. I watch, I'm like one of those people that watches like the foreign versions, like not even just the ones in English. I'm talking like, you know, I'm deep into 
Drag Race España season three. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, so who are your favorite drag queens of all time? Like there are a couple that come to mind. Simone is my, 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 uh, like the moment I saw her, I was like, she's a star. She's a star. Um, she's the only one I've called winning from the first episode. <laughs> so I somehow, you know, I made that happen. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> you willed it into existence. You secreted exactly. it. Uh, I love Jinx and Ben de la Creme. I love, uh, I love Latrice Royale. I love Bob the Drag Queen. I think Bob the Drag Queen is like a, a, a genuine, like could have been a comedian. It's not like a drag queen comedian is a comedian comedian. Um, so yeah, but I love all of them. I love Raja. I love, I've watched every incarnation. Right. There's very few that I don't like and I yeah. won't say they are. Wait, tell I, me, I, you'll tell me later, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I briefly brought up housewives, but you also were in something called hot wives, which was a Hulu show created by our friend. I think Danielle Schneider created it, right? Did she? Uh Yeah. 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 Um, We love Danielle. Um, and, uh, what do you remember from that experience? Like, did you go in before you did that? Did you do any kind of like recon or something or research into that world? I did. Well, I I used to watch The Housewives. I I don't anymore, and I'll tell you why I don't watch them anymore. I dare you, because I know, I know. It's okay. No, it's okay. it's okay. It's because I'm so afraid of conflict, and I noticed after I would watch them that my my hands would be clinched into fists, <laughs> and it was especially after like season three of New Jersey that oh, I was like, yeah. I, I cannot handle this anymore, and I made a mental health decision not to watch it. But at the same time, like. I, You're braver you know, I, than the rest yeah. of us. I, I dip in. Like I, I've watched Beverly Hills a few times and, and I think I quit watching on the regs even before Beverly Hills began, but you know, you know I got to check out Lisa Renna when she was on, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, wait, I look, feel the opposite of you because I feel like um, I get out all my rage watching it. And then I like, just, I'm not a conflict person. I'm not a dramatic person. I feel like I get all that out when I'm watching it through vis-a-vis them. And then I go about my day and I don't have any drama. I wish that were true of me. Like, oh, that's so good. That's so good. I mean, I I probably should go back to it because it's like probably a healthy thing to face conflict. <laughs> right. right. Um, wait, okay. So back to housewife, hot wives. Was there any, like, what was a memorable, do you have anything memorable about that experience that you... Sure. I mean that that the budget for that entire series was three dollars. I mean, it was- <laughs> a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card is what they gave all the actors. <laughs> I mean, close. Um, the whole it was like six episodes, and they shot it in a week, one week. <laughs> I was just telling Danielle, I was like, we need to reboot it. Like, I would like to see that show come back. I, but yeah, it's probably no money. I would love that. Um, my, my character was sort of based on, um, that guy from flipping out, um, Jeff, what's his name with the Jeff, lips? Jeff Lewis, Jeff Lewis, Lewis. And, uh, so I did, I, I had already been watching that cause I, um, I mean, you know, I remember in the first, cause he has a different show now, right. Or does he I think he's got an on? Amazon show, which I haven't watched it, but yeah, I either. think he's on Amazon now. Oh, ooh, yikes. Just like Tim Gunn. Um, <laughs> Start on Bravo and on Amazon. Uh, <laughs> those early Bravo stars, though, there was nothing like them. Like those early, 
I don't know the people. Know. There, there was like a woman, Jackie Warner. I think about her all the time. She was a, a fitness instructor, and I'm like, how yes. did that happen? Like the I was just a gym. <laughs> yeah, right. I <laughs> she looked like Susan Powder. <laughs> I remember I was a teenage boy, closeted, living in Ohio, just being like, I gotta watch workout tonight. Like I gotta check in with my trainers. Like not my real trainers, just the TV ones. Oh my god, I'm so much older than you. <laughs> Um, I love that you had that in your high school years. That's so beautiful. I mean, um, workout was, yeah, that was like early 2000s, right? I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. I, but I was already living in New York. So that would make sense. Jeff, you but, have a baby um, face. You have a baby face. So. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Danielle loves that show. So does Donna, who also created it with her. And, um, and then they, I think that's how bitch sesh happened. I think they, they bonded when they were like, Casey was like, I'll do it. I, I love the housewives. And then I think that's why um, that became such a huge um, phenomenon. But I remember that uh, we were all just like in these weird, gross houses in Santa Clarita. <laughs> and, you know, every, every episode is like, the big event that I'm having tonight, you know, like, <laughs> and so it was always just like us and a bunch of extras who were like, you know, I'm sure getting paid like $2 an, a, a day. And, uh, and they didn't look like they were creme de la creme of, um. of Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> so like the wardrobe people would try and they'd be like, put on this hat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also we didn't have a lot of money. So like all of our wardrobe was our wardrobe. Like we had to bring our own clothes and they would like shop our closet. So it was like, you know, three suitcases of clothes that you brought. And then they'd be like, I guess put this cardigan on. I don't know. <laughs> we need this to be rebooted. Like I'm, you're just making me want it even more now. Like if there's not much production, let's just, let's just light up cameras. Let's go. <laughs> and that they really did let us improvise. And we could improvise because like you could go crazy because it was, you know, it's like such a crazy thing. So you could be just like, there's a glass Fabergé egg in my asshole, you know? <laughs> I just remember some fight, like somebody says, you need to calm down. And it becomes this like big, which is so housewives. It's like, you can't, you can't say that. You can't say that. Exactly. And they would do that thing where they would slow-mo, calm down. <laughs> it was really good. They're good. <laughs> uh Jeff, this was so delightful getting to talk to you. Anything else you want to leave viewers and listeners with about this season of Somebody Somewhere? Anything you want to maybe clear, not clear up about the season, but anything, you know? <laughs> oh, you know what? I would just say if you ever, if you ever talk to somebody who's like, I don't know if I should watch that show. People are like really concerned it's going to make you cry. And I just want people to know it won't. you can watch it. It's like a hug. It's not like a cry. Wait, Jeff, it's so funny you said that because I just was tweeting about the show as I do. And my friend texted, (laughs) my friend Simon texted me. He's like, I'm scared to watch this because I'm an emotional person already. Like, will it make me too emotional, like too sad? And I was like, no, I feel like I end the episodes having like more faith in humanity. Like I, I feel like inspired after watching it. And, I, and when I do cry, it's like that very good therapeutic cry. It's not like right. a, it's crying from like, Oh, that's just so sweet. It's not crying from like, I have trauma and this is bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just like the most brilliant show ever. And I I'm obsessed with it. And 
I just think it's so special and we must cherish it. And (laughs) if I don't get a season three, like I'm going to be so fucking devastated. And I don't know. Let the writing campaign begin. It will not be good. like justified or whatever. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm just, we need to just put that maybe just, I feel like that diarrhea scene, like we need to get it online because I also feel like people would be like, oh, that's so fucking funny. And I need to check this out and then fall in love with like the other stuff in it. Part of it. Start with the move to the heart. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Jeff, before I let you go, the last two things I ask all of my guests are your favorite Mariah Carey song. And if you were choosing for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? Oh, these are good questions. Um, I mean, listen, I got to say, the one Mariah song I go back to always is um, All I Want for Christmas, because it just really puts me in the mood. I will bake from, I will start playing that early November and, and it doesn't end until February. Sure. No, I'm, I started already this past weekend listening <laughs> christmas in june it should be <laughs> yeah. i actually have this theory i might i think i mentioned this on the show before but i i think that song works better in the middle of the year because it's so catchy and good and sometimes towards the end of the year when you hear it it's like you're hearing it all the time but if you play that at a party in may or june or something the crowd goes fucking nuts and it's you're like so you, right. you're allowed to like enjoy it in a different way and you don't have the pressures. That's why I love Christmas and July parties too, because you don't have the pressures of like buying gifts and doing all the family shit. Um, but then you get to listen to that great music. And every time I've had people over, like even like a little, not that I have big parties, but if I have little parties or something in a May or April or August, yeah. it doesn't matter. That song always comes on. My brother got married in September. I had the DJ play it, the whole dance floor. Like everyone's like, what the fuck is this? Like everyone's looking around and then they get to the dance floor and just lose it. Yeah. They're like, this is crazy, but I can't stop myself. Mm-hmm. Was there any songs in uh, in your show that didn't get cleared? Cause there's lots of music, but is there something that like you guys wanted or maybe you don't even know that, but is there like, well, I don't know if it didn't get cleared, but there was a song that we sang together while we were riding bikes and it might've just gotten cut because it was too, I don't know, on the nose or something. They cut a lot of things because it seems too TV show or whatever, but we sang that old song on the wings of love, only the two of us. <laughs> and I do love that song. And I was a little bummed that it got cut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in season three, um, the the season ends with that Gloria song, and it's it's so good. And I just hadn't heard that song in a long time. And of course, after I watched, I was like, oh, okay, I'm adding it to my Spotify. <laughs> uh, okay, sexiest man alive. Who would you choose? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. I mean, God, I have fallen under the under the Pedro Pascal uh, cult, um, yeah. but especially at the Met Ball. Oh my God, he looked. So handsome, but I'm gonna go classic. Good class. Oh, alive. Okay, good call. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. They, I mean, they don't have to be. It, no rules. Man dead. <laughs> There's no rules. I'm not People Magazine, so we could change that. Uh, um, I think who who? I think I'm just gonna say Pedro Pascal. Just but wait, like, who is the dead person? Now you have to tell me. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I. I do find um, Marlon Brando and Paul Newman um, like they make, I look at them and my, my tummy rumbles and feels weird. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, but did you see that thing that went viral recently where it was like, 
people were trying to decide, or I think somebody tweeted a poll of like who younger version of those two who is hotter, and it was like neck and neck. Oh, do you yeah. have a preference between the two of them if you had to decide? I'd go with Paul Newman. I think I would Paul go with Newman. Paul Newman too, just because he seems like a nicer person, even though. I did watch that Ethan Hawke documentary and I guess he was sort of a booze hound. But I loved that documentary. It was an HBO. I thought it was so fucking good. Me too. But I also read Rita Moreno's uh, autobiography and she basically attempted suicide because Marlon Brando was so uh, cruel to her. So I'm going to go Newman. 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 Also, you get some salad dressing out of it. Um, Jeff, this was such a delight. Thank you so much for for uh, talking to me everyone where can they find you on social media oh i'm just on instagram boom boom hiller okay and everyone needs to watch the show somebody somewhere on hbo if you haven't watched it go watch it on the new max or whatever the fuck they're calling it now and go binge <laughs> all the episodes because we need to get everybody watching it so we get our season three because if not your listeners are not going to like what they have to put up with for me because i'm going to be pissed Good. Let's let's send them all toilet seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're one of those campaigns. But it wasn't back in the day they used to do it. There was one show where I remember everyone sent like CBS something for a Skeet Ulrich show or something. Yeah, it was it was Peanuts. I think it was the, it was Maybe. Peanuts. And I don't know what the show is. <laughs> so we're, we're sending toilet uh, seats. Is that what we're doing? If we need to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Done. Done. Jeff, thank you so much. What a delight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. This episode of Everything Iconic is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. Now, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but it's definitely allergy season. You all know I've been struggling a little bit. I usually love the springtime, but I struggle with my allergies, which are just not the most fun. But luckily with Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, the only tissues I like to use, I can say, bring on the blooms and I can face those allergies head on. Now, Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So you can attack watery eyes and battle runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. That's why I love these because they're so incredibly soft and I don't want to touch my nose with something that's not. Now, I am obsessed with Kleenex. I think they are so uh, really just the best uh, to do it. So for this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Again, this allergy season, do not pick up something else. Grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 